have been looking at what it means uh, to take care of our heart and soul as we are going through this this season of the pandemic and uh, everyone is exploring the most probable possibility to get life back to normal to an extent it might be working in some cases and of course uh, for some of us uh, you you might be trying so hard you might be trying all the possible options but but we're hardly getting anywhere when it comes to getting our ba- life back to normal right you know talking about trying out everything i was i was just uh, watching youtube and i stumbled upon an ad on youtube uh, the other day about bmw selling their new and used cars online can you beat that apparently they call this the the new bmw contactless experience it's crazy that in this unprecedented times and season that we we are we are in our mind and our heart can go wandering in all different directions i think there's a deep sense and a strong desire within us to take control of of things and situations right and and i want to talk to you today for the next few minutes on this simple phrase called take control okay, come on guys can you say that out with me take control now if i have to ask you this and and maybe you can type type out the the response your response in the in the chat window and let us know uh what you think about this if i have to ask you to complete this sentence take control over what would what was the first thing that hits your mind you know uh, considering whatever is happening in your life what's happening around your life what are the various things or rather the top two things that you desire to take control of how would you complete this sentence come on feel free to to drop in your thoughts and your suggestions in chat take control over what so just write that down and send it out to us as as you as you're listening and you're watching this right see one of our first responses when we are affected or hit with a crisis is to speed up the process to find a solution at the earliest and and sometimes that also means moments where we get for where we fall into this thought loop and just uh, deeply get involved in just thinking about one thought after the other because we want to be in control of situations we want to know what's the next thing that's going to happen we want to be sure about what is happening in and around our lives now if you have been practicing living out or studying about christian faith you know that you've heard this a lot of times that that when it comes to christian faith we 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 talk about you know letting things go we talk about surrendering we talk about trusting god and we talk about handing over everything into god's hands right and and if you have been tuning in on a consistent basis over the last few weeks we even talk we even spoke about uh when we were talking about guarding our heart we even learned the power of surrender where we can ha- where we can learn to choose where we learn to choose and put our trust in christ but today i want to speak to you about one area in our life that you need to take control of in fact let me put it this way i want to talk to you about one particular area in your life that you must take control of i want to say that again you must take control of you know in the, in the bible james is 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 a book that has been written in the new testament and and uh, this this 
this, uh, the entire writing that is there has been put in such a beautiful manner. The author James in his book is really helping us understand the importance and the correlation between the heart and the tongue. The importance of the correlation between the heart and the tongue. See, whether you realize it or you don't, you don't see it happen or experience in your life, there is a connection with what's going on in your heart and what comes out of your mouth. Have you, have you, have you ever felt that? Let me give you an example, right? Uh, have, you, have you been caught up in a moment where uh, you, you, you kind of... You, you kind of hear the argument or you kind of hear this conversation and you, you hear this phrase where people or some, somebody in, the, in that conversation or that argument would say, hey, is this what your parents have taught you? Have you heard that one before? You know what I'm talking about, right? See, when, when, people, when, when, when people are saying this statement, it's not just a jab that they're taking at, your, at the culture in your home or the, or the people in your home but in a way, they are questioning your character. See, we talk about heart change. We talk about surrendering our life to Christ. But one of the, one of the, one of the ways how a heart change is reflected, one, one of the evident ways how a heart change is reflected is, is through your words. The most prominent heart change is seen and heard through your words. So... Because our speech and words reveal the character and condition of our hearts. So if you're filled with hurt, if you're filled with regrets, and if you're filled with confusion, it is bound to come up in your conversations and it is bound to reflect in your lifestyles. Come on, are you guys with me? It is these, our speech and, and our words reveal the character and condition of our hearts. That's why I think, you know, Jesus in one of his conversations uh, in, 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 in the book of Luke is when he's talking to the religious leaders, he tells them that he, he ends up making this classic statement that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you're hearing this for the first time, I want you to hear this well. Out of the abundance of the mouth, of the heart, the mouth speaks. See, the way you live your life during these tough times uh, and, and these challenging moments shows how well your heart is guarded and how much more you should control your thoughts and your words. And, and today I want to really help you and, and maybe encourage you, exhort you or even challenge you to, to kind of take control of one of the most important parts of your life and that's your tongue. You know, as Christ followers, we are called to live by faith. We are called to live by faith. And, and, and coming back to what I was talking about, the book of James, we're going to be looking into our main passage as we dive into this text, uh, uh, into this conversation. And we're going to be reading from James chapter 3, verses 2 onwards. James chapter 3, 2 to 10, and we're reading from the Passion Translation. Hey, like I say always, uh, if you're tuning in on church online platform, I want you to know that there's a Bible app that you can use on, on, your, on your phone while, while you're still at this window. So make use of that, of that app so that you can, it can help you. You can also take notes on church online platform that we are using right now. All right, James chapter 3, 2 to 10. We're reading from the Passion Translation. This is what it says. We all fail in many ways, many areas, but especially with our words. Yet, if... 
If we are able to bridle the words we say, we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way. And that means our character is mature and fully developed. Horses have bits and, and bridles in their mouths so that we can control and guide their large body. And some, and the same with mighty ships, though they are massive and driven by fierce winds, yet they are steered by a tiny rudder at the direction of the person at the hem. And so the tongue is a small part of the body, yet it carries great power. Just think of how a small flame can set a huge forest ablaze. And the tongue is a fire. It can be compared to the sum total of wickedness and is the most dangerous part of a human body. Why is that? It corrupts the entire body and is a hellish flame. It releases a fire that can burn throughout the course of human existence. For every wild animal and earth, including birds, creeping reptiles and the creatures of the sea and the land have been overpowered and tamed by humans. But the tongue is not able to be tamed. It is fickle, unrestrained evil that spews out words, of, words full of toxic poison. We can use our tongue to praise God our Father and then turn around and, call, and curse a person who was made in his very image. Out of the same mouth, we pour out words of praise one minute and curses the next. My brothers and sisters, this should never be. Let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you for this time. We commit this entire conversation into your mighty hands. Every single person watching or listening to this, I pray, God, that you would take charge of their hearts, of their minds, uh, keep us away from all distractions possible, and let us dive into this text and, and this conversation, Lord, and, and come out encouraged and refreshed, because it's only your presence who can do that for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm talking to you about a talk called Take Control. Take control. You know, this is such a beautiful, practical, you know, um, you know particular passage that James has written down and helping you and me to understand that, that, you know, as much as we are called to live by faith, there are also certain things that we need to take responsibility and take control of. Now, if you, if you have heard this statement, uh, you, you, you probably know what I'm saying, that as Christ followers, we are called to live by faith, right? Have you, have you heard that one? You say, hey, live by faith. You need to practice your faith. You need to work out your faith. You need to, you need to kind of, you know, put on faith. Oh, and all those things, they sound so good at times, but... but how much of it do we actually put it into action? In fact, James, again, in, in, in one of his classic statements in this, in this book, it says, faith without works is what? Dead. Faith without works is dead. Now, one of the ways to live by faith, as you would have heard it, uh, is to continue hearing the word of God, is to continue hearing the scriptures. That's what the Bible says. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But what if I told you that one of the ways to live by faith is also by speaking and professing the right things over your life, over your, over your difficulties, and over your situations? 
That's right. Speaking and professing the right things. See, I want to tell you something. The words and promises mentioned in the Bible is not just some textbook fancies, you know. They are meant to come alive in your lives and point to the awe and wonder of Jesus in your lives. That's, that's the power of the scripture. So I want to ask you this. When was the last time you declared the promises of God over your life? When was the last time you experienced and saw a difficult moment or a season in your life change because you spoke a language of faith and you, you held on to a language of hope? But here's the real deal. If, if believing and speaking the promises of God over your life is faith, taking responsibility for the, your thoughts, your words, and your tongue is wisdom. See, I, I love it that... that you know, James is not just hyping us up when it comes to faith and kind of make it sound very, very, very mystical and very, very superficial. He, he is also helping us be grounded and kind of, you know, talking about the realities of life. And one of the realities that you and me need to handle with is our tongue. One of the realities that you and me need to really, you know, understand and take control of is the way we speak, is the way how we approach certain circumstances and situations. And as Christ followers, faith has to be our language. As Christ followers, faith has to be our language. You know, I, can, I, can, I remember so many instances in my life where God has taught us to, to continue speaking a language of faith, even when the situations look otherwise. I remember, you know, uh, 2016, many of you uh, who, who know us know this story. 2016, we're getting married, and demonetization was announced in the same month that we were getting married. And, and my prayer was not, was not a two-hour-long prayer. My prayer was not like a, a fasting and prayer during when I'm getting married. Because, of course, during, when you're getting married, the last thing you want to do is be fasting during that week, right? Do I sound very unspiritual all of a sudden? But my, my prayer was very simple. My prayer was, God, don't put my head to shame. And, and today... Joey and me, we celebrate the fact that in the times of demonetization, we had one of the most beautiful weddings ever. But I, I believe that was not because of everything that happened in the natural scenario. That was also because I am learning and I learned the language of faith and the power of your, of your confessions. It's so important. That, you know, starting this community called Zealous was not just, it just did not happen because a few people said yes to it. Starting this community called Zealous was actually a result of, of taking certain steps of faith. But also, also I want to say this, practically applying wisdom. One of the, one of the areas in the city where, where, uh, where a community like this was missing is, is the place where we took responsibility to start a community like this. What am I trying to push you and, and kind of nudge you towards? See, in fact, let me help you understand it in this manner. I, I was doing some reading and I came across this. James, the, the book of James was written to encourage and help the Christ-following communities who were, who were faced with hardships and trials. See, these, even, even as of now, in fact, now this, this book comes alive 
all the more in our situation. We, we, we are going through these questionable and troublesome times right now. You know, just in case, if you're, going, if you're watching this, this, this video about two years or three years from now, I want to tell you this is a year, 2020, April 2020. We, uh, I'm, I'm talking to you from Pune, which is under a heavy lockdown right now because there's a massive spread of COVID-19 across our country and in our city. Pune is one of the containment zones. Just, just giving you guys a heads up if you're, going, if you're watching this about three years after this, the date was shot. These are some questionable and troublesome times that we are caught up in. But that does not mean that our language and the tone has to change and give in to fear and uncertainty and insecurity. One of the best gifts that you and me have as Christ followers is the gift of faith. One of the best gifts that Jesus has given us is hope and love. And, and I want to tell you, no matter the severity of the situation, you can take control and authority over your words. Don't expect someone else to do that for you. It's your responsibility. Can you say that with me? It's my responsibility. See, in times of famine, we choose to speak abundance. In, in times of uncertainty, we choose to speak the surety of God's word. In times of despair, we choose to hold on to the hope and to the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, our solid rock. The difficult and impossible moments are the best times to be expectant and hope from God. I want to say that again. The difficult and impossible moments are the best times to be expectant and hope from God. But all this will only be possible if we are intentional in taming our tongue. If you're intentional in taming our tongue. See, our words combined with faith move us forward towards life. But an untamed tongue sets us up for destruction. Proverbs puts it, in the book of Proverbs, there's this one particular verse that puts it in a beautiful way. Proverbs 18.21, it says, Your words are so powerful that they will kill or will give life. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. You see, during these current times of crisis, the most natural manner of speech, the most natural manner of our thoughts and reactions would be those of fear, worry, and insecurity, right? That's the most natural response. No matter how much faith you have, no matter how much, how many years you've been a Christ follower, it's bound to happen that at times like these, you're hit with these thoughts. But I want to encourage you to take responsibility for the words and the thoughts that come out of your mouth. I really hope that you, you, can, you can be encouraged today through this, through this talk. See, because when, when you take responsibility for your tongue, when you take responsibility for the language that, that you speak, you are living according to God's design. When you take responsibility for your tongue and speak a language of faith, you are living according to God's design. You're living your life in the image of God, holding on to the things that are close to God and putting away things that despise God. That's what happens when we start speaking a language of faith. 
That's what happens when we learn to take responsibility for our tongues, for our words, our thoughts and our actions. See, because one of the, one of the most beautiful moments of, of, of our life and in our relationship with Jesus is that moment of salvation, right? Even our salvation is dependent on the correlation between your heart and your mouth. Did you know that? I'm not making this up. The, the Bible says that the entire goal for salvation through Jesus Christ is to help humanity restore its true identity and its true design. That's, that's how much God cares for every single human on planet Earth. That he's keen to bring them back to the, to the original design. Because our true identity can only be found in the person of Jesus. And, and when it comes to the salvation experience, Romans chapter 10, 8 and 9 puts it in such a beautiful manner. It helps us realize the, the correlation between our, between our mouth and our heart. This, this is what it says, Romans 10, 8 and 9. Passion translation, guys. But... The faith righteousness we receive speaks to us in these words of Moses. God's living message is very close to you. As close as your heart beating in your chest and as near as a tongue in your mouth. Do you guys see that? And what is God's living message? It is a revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message that we preach. For if we publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. Do you see how beautifully it's penned down? That's a great correlation between your heart and your tongue. So I want to ask you this question and maybe, maybe you can answer this for all of us or for your, for your life to begin with. With the same mouth with which you confess Jesus as your God and as your Savior and believe that he has been raised from the dead, how can we also continue to speak unbelief and worry and every possible wrong thing that comes out of our mouth? Have you ever wondered that? Think about it. I don't want to rush into the next part of, the, of this talk, but think about it. The same mouth that confesses the same heart that believes, that puts faith in, in, in the savior of the world. It's the same mouth that gives in to cussing. It's the same mouth that gives in to speaking unbelief. The same mouth that gives in to worry and the same heart that gives in to anxiety and depression. James answers this in a beautiful way right in the first chapter of his book. If you read James uh, chapter 1 and verse 26, he puts this across. And this is what he says. If someone believes that they have a relationship with God, but fails to guard his words, guard what? Guard his words. Then his heart is drifting away and his religion is shallow and empty. See, if your heart continues to drift away from the truth 
of God about your life, if your heart continues to stay hurtful and stuck in the pain of the past and the uncertainty of the present, if your heart is not willing to experience God's purpose and plans for your life, I want to tell you, your thoughts, your words and your faith in Jesus will always remain shallow and empty. See, Jesus never calls you and me to a shallow faith. Jesus does not want us to have a weekend kind of faith, you know. Jesus does not want us to have an online gathering kind of a faith where, where we show up with faith just for this one hour or two hours and for the next six days we are living in worry, we are living in fear, we are living in uncertainty. Jesus is calling you and calling me to have a faith which is strong, to have a faith that is unwavering and, and a faith that is based on the promises of God over your life. That's the kind of faith that God wants to instill in your life in the midst of the impossible and difficult situations going on right now around you. Am I talking to somebody tonight? I want to tell you this. I don't know who I'm speaking to. I want you to hear this. Today is the day you need to start speaking a language of faith. Today, don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for next week. Don't wait for next month. Today, right now, in the midst of your situations and your circumstances, speak a language of faith. Speak the promises of God. Claim the promises of God over your job, over your marriage, over your relationships, over your house, over your businesses, over everything where you spend the most of your time. Begin to speak a language of faith. But sometimes, it's, it's difficult, right? Sometimes you don't know where to start. Maybe, maybe, I hope this can help you. If you want to embrace the God kind of life and live to the fullest and bring your words and your thoughts into check, can I tell you it is possible? It is possible. I don't care how many years you have dealt with, with cussing. I don't care how many years you have dealt with always giving into worry. I don't care how many years you, you have fallen into the trap of, of assuming the worst for yourself or the people around you. No matter the current situations and the impossibilities that you are staring at, I want to tell you that it is possible for you and me to experience the God kind of life even in the midst of our challenges. And the reason I say that is because God's word says that about me. The reason I say that is because it's written. Can you guys say that? It is written. It is written for you. It is written for me. It is written for every single person who chooses to, to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And in times like this, where I don't know what's going to happen in another two days or another two weeks or even two months. I think it's better for me to take responsibility of my thoughts and my words, train up my mind and, I, my mind and heart to believe the living word of God rather than just continue to give in to worry and insecurity and uncertainty. Because one of the ways how the scriptures talk about this is I want, to, I want, to, I want you to turn to 1 Peter chapter 3 and these three verses from 10 to 12. For the scripture tells us, whoever wants to embrace the true life and find beauty in each day must what? Must stop speaking evil, hurtful words and never deceive in what they say. 
always turn from what is wrong and cultivate what is good. Eagerly pursue peace in every relationship, making it your prize. For the eyes of the Lord Yahweh rest upon the godly, and his heart responds to their prayers. But he turns his back to those who practice evil. See, the cure to your tongue is not just putting your hand over your mouth and staying mum. But it's to allow Jesus to heal, restore, and continually renew your heart. The tongue must be cured in the heart. I want to say this to you so that you can really allow this word to soak in your life. The tongue must be cured in the heart. See, you don't solve the problem of an unruly horse by keeping it in the barn or, or the problem of a heart to steer ship by keeping it tied to the dock. In the same way, even a vow of silence is not the ultimate answer for the misuse of your tongue. So Zealous fam, and everyone watching and listening to this, let's stop speaking evil and hurtful things. Let's stop thinking and assuming and, and, and speaking the worst in your current situations that you're caught up in and start speaking faith and hope. Let's focus on cultivating the good in your heart and kill every barrier between God and you. And let's be eager to pursue peace in every relationship. I believe this is a perfect blueprint for you and me to kind of start taming the tongue and take control and take responsibility over your words and over your speech. See, this is the time to take control of your words. You don't need to wait for another week. You don't need to wait for another, another, another pandemic situation to hit you another five or ten years from now. This is the time to take control of your words and your thoughts and align them to the promises of God over your life. Because like, like we read this before, your words are powerful. I want to say this again. Your words are powerful. They will kill you or give you life. So take control. God bless you. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.